Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. So Desi is out of town this week. So today for our Friday episode, we will be posting two of our older Patreon bonus episodes. Enjoy. And if you would like to hear more of this type of content, you can head over to patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene bonus episode. Hey. I didn't mean to spring that on you like a a load of cum that you just weren't prepared for. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) Well, you know, good girls are always ready. (laughs) I should have known, Desi. Today we're talking about another slut. Um, Excuse me. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I say that I clutched my pearls. I say that not. I clutched my pearl necklace. <laughs> First of all, I use the term "slut" as a term of endearment. That's how right. I refer to myself. So me too. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I love sluts. You can't slut shame me. No, I love when people think they can slut shame me by like on Twitter <laughs> calling me a whore, and I'm like, whore is a legitimate profession. Thank you. My very favorite much. insult is when. Because my Twitter bio is America's Sweetheart, and sometimes people will be like, America's Sweetheart, hardly. And it's like, well, it's kind of not really That's true. Kind of the point. <laughs> uh, you think you're America's Sweetheart? I got, it. I got news for you, Missy. The be- like, the, fuck you. The Deplorable best. Don. Okay, so we're talking about Tallulah Bankhead. Oh, love her. Uh, she is a gay icon for a reason because she's amazing. She was amazing. She is wonderful. She, if you can just get a clear picture of her, some say that Corella DeVille, the Disney character, was based off of her. Right. No, I can see that. With the cigarettes and, and the like darling. And like the cheekbones, like she had like a very and, severe and bone structure. And just the over the top, like drag queen <clears throat> Well, she was a theater actress who went into film Right, and a lot of her performances are a bit over the top, even though she is like she a great actress. She was known for her camp and for playing up her camp, right? Which works on stage, I think. Uh, right, yeah. Another I mean, she, character that was rumored that she was in uh, that was influenced by her was Ursula, the sea witch from The Little Mermaid, oh. who obviously aesthetically was modeled and after... And did not have the bone structure. <laughs> no. Well, the look of Ursula, the sea witch, was modeled after Divine. I think Ursula is my... Like, if I... Whenever I take a quiz, which Disney princess If I don't you, get Ursula... I always get Ursula. Ursula. She's my Disney princess. Ursula's the best character in Disney history. I mean, she's amazing. Like, we can argue about this, but I still think it's Ursula. I like Ursula. She's the best villain. I was immediately attracted to her when oh I saw God. her. She's wonderful. She's fucking amazing. I didn't know that, though, about Tallulah. I just thought it was a good I knew Divine, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tallulah Bankhead was born J- January 31st, 1902 in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of her career or her life, Childhood. as this is a bonus episode. I'm just going to give you a couple just key pieces of information in case you don't know who this woman is, because she's not that well-known. She's not super famous, yeah. Um, she's more of like a cult icon, mm-hmm. I would say. 
At an early age, she learned that her tantrums garnered her the attention that she craved. So that sort of was the impetus for her getting into acting. I feel like that's probably true for many people. (laughs) Exactly. So she ended up moving to New York when she was a teenager to break into the film industry. And there she met a group of women at the hotel that she was living at. And these women were all bisexual and lesbian women. I want to go to this hotel. I want to hang out with this group of women Me desperately. Yeah. They sound amazing. Uh, she would like have these crazy parties with these women, and she got really into cocaine at the time. And mm-hmm. this is like back in the day. Old school cocaine use is so fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much chicer than the cocaine use I was right, doing. Right, when you're just like a Gibson girl <laughs> sipping cocaine or whatever. You're like, oh. Except as I was like going through Tallulah's life, I was like, holy shit, like there are way too many parallels between her life and my life. Oh, really? But her life was like the successful version. Right. Of if my drug addiction was was successful. Functioning cokehead. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But like, just like, yeah. It was more dainty back then, (laughs) cocaine use. You just took a little sniff. She wasn't like blowing rails or whatever. I don't know. I feel like Tallulah was, but she was holding it all together. (laughs) So this is a great quote. I'm going to read you a bunch of quotes from Tallulah throughout this right? Uh, because there's so many amazing quotes. I feel like this is what she is almost most famous for is her personality. It's her personality. Yeah. Like people and people think that Mae West has great quotes. Like Tallulah makes Mae West look like a G-rated film in right. my opinion in terms of her quotes. And I love Mae West. Mae West is yeah, totally. an icon. So Tallulah said, my father warned me about men and booze, but he never said anything about women and cocaine. <laughs> Any good bad girl is always looking for the out. <laughs> Where you're technically obeying things. She did. She, did. she didn't drink for a while because she's like, Daddy said I can't drink. He didn't, didn't say. say didn't, I love it. Didn't say I couldn't eat pussy and do cocaine. <laughs> so she appeared in a few silent films, but her niche was really performing on stage. And I wrote in parentheses, same. <laughs> These are the parallels. Okay? Okay. All right. She made her mark as an actress when performing in several plays during her time living in London. And this is where she became, garnered some success is because she was like this great stage actress. Uh, When she ended up returning home to the States, she was going to go to Hollywood to try her hand at the movie industry. And she was in a few films which failed to make a splash, but Tallulah was making a name for herself in other ways around town. Oh, (laughs) She was a total party girl and highly sexual and very open about her sexual exploits. She liked both men and women. Same. She, <laughs> she reportedly had sex with Greta Garbo, Marlena Dietrich, and Billie Holiday, which same. is like, <laughs> same I wish. Yeah. Like, can you, ima- can you even imagine? That's like the holy trifecta yeah, it's like, of bad bitches. Right. It's so, good. Wow. Joan Crawford uh, knew Tallulah, and she had this to say about her. We all adored... I can't do Joan Crawford. I I was about to laugh. I'm glad you stopped. I can't. (laughs) She said, I'm sorry, Joan. We we all adored her. We were fascinated by her, but we were scared to death by her of her too. She had an authority as if she ruled the earth, as if she were the first woman on the moon. When Tallulah met Joan in 1929, she said this to Joan, darling, you look divine. I've had an affair with your husband and you'll be next. (laughs) I love it. Fucking love that audacity of her. This is my favorite story, like of all time. 
So at one of Tallulah's parties, like she would have these legendary fucking orgy parties at her house, basically, or just crazy wild drunken parties. Um, and she would like always end up naked at them because it was her. She's like, my house, my rules, bitches. Right. I love it. So Tallulah was having one of her famous shindigs and it was not like a naked orgy party, but it was a fucking cool party. And it was Joan, high class. It was high class. Well, Joan Crawford arrives wearing this like gorgeous gold gown covered in glitter. Joan makes this big, fabulous scene as she enters the party. And later in the evening, Tallulah emerged naked in front of her guests, and she had put gold glitter all over her pussy. <laughs> and she announced to her guests from her balcony, guess who just went down on me? <laughs> now, I don't know if Joan really did go down on her, or if that was just Tallulah being like, fuck you, you're not getting all the attention, like... Right, because if you went down on her, your dress wouldn't have necessarily touched her pussy, right? I mean... She might have had glitter makeup on. I love the idea that Tallulah just happened to have gold glitter in her her home. Or did she send some poor slob out to like Dwayne Reed or whatever whatever they had back in the day to get it? Like, Dude, I just love that. Like, that is the funniest joke ever to me. Because it's like... It's amazing when you steal a showboat's thunder. Like that right. is the height of like to steal Joan Crawford's thunder is legendary. Right, it's and to great. do it in such a crude, disgusting way is. And you know, Joan Crawford was a prude, like as far as like her image, her image. Like she wanted to portray this, like you know, because she was from like a really low class or whatever poor yeah. background. So she really wanted to have this, like. You know, I'm actually Joan Crawford, not Lucille Lusser. Right. Like, and Joan Crawford had rumored lesbian relationships. Right. Well, I should say, which mean she had relationships with women. Right. She was a rumored bisexual. In 1932, Tallulah gave a controversial interview with Motion Picture Magazine in which she said, I'm serious about love. I'm damned serious about it now. I haven't had an affair in six months. Six months. Too long. If there's anything the matter with me now, it's not Hollywood or Hollywood's state of mind. The matter is, I want a man. Six months is a long while. I want a man. It was a big, it was like very like gross. Because it was like, I want sex. I want basically. sex. Yeah. So that I'm caused. strap ons and, and tribbing. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, the Hayes Committee released its annual Doom book to the studios. And this Doom book was a list of problematic stars Ooh. that they felt were not fit for the public eye. Guess who was at the top? Number one, Tallulah. Oh, what an honor. <laughs> and next to her name, which I feel like is something many people have said to me and Desi before, they said, verbal moral turpitude. <laughs> That's what they cited her for. Well, I don't know if anyone used turpitude. <laughs> they didn't use those words exactly. But they have called me immoral and um, Disgusting. heathen, yeah. I believe. <laughs> we got the greatest review ever last week or two weeks ago. It was from a Christian woman. She left it on our Facebook My favorite page. part about that review was that she said, thank God I didn't subscribe, <laughs> as if that is literally the hardest thing to undo in the world. <laughs> Right. I almost subscribed, but thank God I didn't. It's like, yes, because you would have been obligated to listen for a fucking year if you did that. Like, what is she talking about? Whatever, Gail. Yeah. Was that her name? Yes. <laughs> Whatever, Gail. Tallulah called Will Hayes, the head of this committee, a little prick. Yeah. 
That's how you do it. That's how you do it. She's like, for the Hayes prick. committee. They're so boring and stupid. Yeah, they're really <laughs> stupid. Ugh, what a bunch of prudes. In 1933, she was rushed to the hospital for abdominal pains. She had a really bad case of gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Which is speculated that she got from Gary Cooper. What? Yeah, putting on the Ritz. <laughs> that's what put, the Ritz means. That, that's the cream that's you put on the- your gonorrhea. <laughs> your inflamed gonorrhea pussy. <laughs> Every time you hear putting on the Ritz, whether it's the taco version or the original version, I the want taco. you to think about Gary Cooper Ugh. giving Tallulah Bankhead gonorrhea right. in the 30s. <clears throat> Maybe it's because he didn't take his cowboy hat off. <laughs> I don't know how science works. <laughs> Tallulah had once um, caught a glimpse of John Barrymore's junk <laughs> and, and was amazed at the size of his dick. Oh. I just want to sidebar here. Mm-hmm. I have a John Barrymore connection in my family. With the dick? No, no Desi... <laughs> My great-grandfather worked with and knew John Barrymore, and we are actually in possession of some of his old drawings that he did on his old scripts. Oh, cool. So, I, yeah, that's my connection. I just wanted to um, name drop Yeah, for our... She's such a hardcore name dropper. She's like, John Barrymore. <laughs> Have you heard of him? <laughs> he's the uh, grandfather, he's a- <laughs> the great-grandfather of a little somebody named Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I mean, I'd be more impressed if it was Lionel Barrymore and Mr. Potter. <laughs> Dude. 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 Because my, all of my, I realized like this week on Twitter, all, all my references are like a hundred years old. <laughs> like I'm like an eight, I'm like, I'm like the coolest 80 year old woman ever. Because I was almost like, when I woke up this morning in my Twitter, like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Whatever my tab, I didn't send it. But last night when I was drunk, sorry, um, <clears throat> I had written in the tab but never sent. I wish someone was up to talk to me about Don Simpson's <laughs> sex capades. I was like, no one knows who that is, but we are going to do an episode on him probably at some point. Because I was reading the most insane things about his sex life. Okay. So yeah. Okay. I'm cool. Can we talk about how stupid Uncle Billy is I literally can't even talk about uh, Uncle Billy without getting fucking furious. I get furious. so angry. I I tweet about Uncle Billy <laughs> every, <laughs> every Christmas, Christmas. Every Christmas, I'm like, I want to fucking kill Uncle every Billy. Every Christmas, I think about how Uncle Billy fucked up. Fucked uh, that movie wouldn't even exist. Jimmy if Uncle Stewart. Billy, Uncle Billy wasn't stupid. Yeah, he's so bumbling. I he love, almost killed George Bailey. I love Bailey. when George Bailey fucking goes he off. He fucks on him, him up. Yeah, he fucks him up. You stupid old fool. <laughs> you drunk. <laughs> you stupid old drunk. I think he calls him a fool. Like he, a, It's yeah. like so cruel. It's really good. And then you kind of feel bad for him because he is I mean, he just a bumbling. It's like, don't trust him with the, the deposit. That was kind of George Bailey's fault. Yeah, that's fault. what I'm victim blaming. <laughs> George Bailey should have gone to Alan. There's a first. lot of irritate, irritating things in that movie. Oh, one thing I saw that was really good about that movie, someone said, because, you know, um, Mary throws the rock in the window. Yeah. And it, she makes a wish. And then right after that happens... Uh, George's father dies of a stroke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Someone pointed that out. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like, I can't remember. It was like a Twitter thing, but I was like, that is fucking amazing. She wished for, for George to have to stay in Bedford Falls or whatever, and then the father died and he had to take over the business. Holy so it was like maybe it was like a monkey's paw wish, right? Like she just wanted him to stay, and it's like, well, fuck, like. 
The dad dies. Yeah. Okay. I never so this is like a major Sorry, sidebar. We're talking about the, It's a Wonderful <clears throat> Life now, which is a great movie. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So we're back on Lionel Barrymore's dick. Sorry. No, John No, John Barrymore's. I'm sorry. Wrong dick. I do not want to see Mr. Potter's dick. Oh, that's the worst porn. I do want to live in Potterville, though. I thought Potterville looked Potterville fun. Potterville looks great. I'm like, what's the Our martinis bar? I was oh like, hell God. yeah. Like, and Violet's all tarted up. She's oh, all dude. Like, and there's like a casino outside. I'm like, yeah. this is my kind of town. Violet was like one of my early heroes. Me too. <laughs> I loved her. You like all the boys. <laughs> what's wrong with that? Oh, this old thing? <laughs> I only wear this one. I don't care what. <laughs> what I look like. I'm sorry. You guys are still talking it's about really it. It's good. a wonderful life. Okay. So John Barrymore had a big ass dick. Uh-huh. And Tallulah was like, mm, hey. So she used to tell people at this time that she wouldn't fuck any more guys unless they had a dick as big as John Barrymore. <clears throat> wow. Which I feel like is a very Desi Jedekin ex- <laughs> like declaration to make. Yeah. You Something know? I can never live up to. Right. <laughs> but I'm very emphatic about it. <laughs> like, like a Scarlett O'Hara moment. Right. For as long as I live. <laughs> so she did end up getting married soon after to this actor named John Emery. And he had a dick as big as... John Barrymore. Apparently. And she was very proud of this dick. Ooh. And so she used to show off his dick to her party guests to brag about how big it was. Like he'd be in their bedroom and she would just rip it, the sheets off and be like, look at that cock. <laughs> they, their marriage did not last long. <clears throat> right. Um, I mean, it's kind of rude to do that. You probably feel bad even though initially the first few times you were probably like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I got a big <laughs> cock. And then, yeah, you, and then you start feeling used. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I'm sure she was irritating in other ways. <laughs> I mean, she seems difficult to live with, is yeah. all I'm saying. Difficult to be married with. I'm sure she was fucking a lot of other people <clears throat> right. on the side. She, right. was, she, she was rumored to have fucked like 5,000 people. Whoa, that's like Dr. J of actresses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lemmy. She's like the Lemmy of the 30s and 40s. That's so good for a woman. <laughs> I'm proud of her. Those are man numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Women can do it, too. She's, an, she's like... I mean, she's like the Susan B. Anthony of fucking. <laughs> so, like I said before, she really liked to hang around naked, whether it was uh-huh. at her parties or even just answering the door, especially for the delivery boys. Oh, man. She was a delivery boy's dream. She, she's like a sexual <laughs> misconduct. <laughs> she is. But she would answer the door naked for these delivery boys, and she would uh, invite them in for drinks and her. <laughs> and they'd leave with, you know... Dropped Tips off the milk. <laughs> they literally dropped the milk off at her house. That's the new euphemism for coming on someone's tits. I dropped off the milk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like cracking myself up. Oh, uh, there was a note about um, the cum of her husband. That John I, Emery? John Emery had a weak load. Wow. Yeah. But so a big, big dick, dick, weak load. Right. Like John Bobbitt, but like how John oh, Bobbitt had a weak load. Like it was just like silly string. Yeah. Yeah. She, he had a weak load. Oh. I didn't know that was a thing well that was after she started like unless you're like larry king or something well after she started getting tired of him then she started telling all her friends like whatever he has a weak load that is such a good insult (laughs) (laughs) it's like the best that's like my aesop fable (laughs) like sour grapes like i don't want that big dick it's got a weak load anyway (laughs) So in 1944, she starred in her best-known film, Alfred Hitchcock's Lifeboat. During the filming of this movie, she refused to wear underwear on set, and she did this very deliberately. She would climb up on this ladder so that everybody on set could 
catch a glimpse of her skirt. And, you know, she's probably looking down like, you like what you see, boys? I literally love how much she wants to show her pussy off. It's so amazing. <laughs> she always wanted to show her pussy off. Uh-huh. So somebody on the production team actually complained to Hitchcock. And Hitchcock said, sorry, not my department. Check with wardrobe. And the production uh, assistant or whoever it was, they quipped, maybe hairdressing. Because <laughs> I guess she had a big bush. She had a big bush. That's amazing. Yeah. Also very like a pioneer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what bushes look like in the 40s. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Was they 70s were, the peak? <laughs> I feel like 70s, they were just out of control, like 70s and 80s. But I like I'm to sure imagine were, like in Hollywood, they were like, they had the beauty chairs, but then there was ones for trimming bush too. <laughs> With the little pink rollers? Well, because they had a lot of pinup pictures and bathing suits. Yeah. Like they were, yeah, the pink rollers. And it was underneath that egg dome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how your science dick, works. Your yeah. dick. Your pubic hair is reading Home and Gardens yeah. magazine. Yeah. Thumbing through. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. We're so lucky we're not like we're getting that big of a show so that one of our listeners doesn't draw a picture of that and send it to us. Right. Like, like some... Etsy artist <laughs> makes a limited edition print of like a pussy reading Home and Garden with a lips on each side coming <laughs> Like the inner lip is straight. Yes, okay, okay. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> uh, we have fun okay. here. We, uh, so uh, by the time she was in her 50s, she was, you know, still drinking and smoking a shit ton, and her pill addiction was pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. She always had insomnia and was known to take large doses of sleeping pills. And she hated to be alone. So she spent her later years with a harem of gay men who she called her caddies. Her caddies. Like C-A-D-D-I-E. And when she succumbed to death at the age of 68 from double pneumonia, her last words were, codeine, bourbon. (laughs) I mean, like, iconic. Just iconic. Uh, I'm going to leave you guys with one last quote from Tallulah. And she said this later on in her life. She said, the only thing I regret about my past is the length of it. If I had to live my life again, I'd make the same mistakes only sooner. That was very funny. Yeah. I like her. I like her too. I think she's I hope cool. you guys enjoyed that. We'll post some pictures of her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene bonus episode. Hi. So um, today we are going to talk about one of my favorite Fun facts, or it could be an urban legend, but I believe it wholeheartedly, obviously. Um, So basically, when it comes to presidential blowjobs, I feel like the first person that might come to mind (laughs) would be Bill Clinton. Yeah. He famously had a blowjob in the Oval Office, or the Oral Office, as some people like to call it. (laughs) Was that like a conservative joke? I don't know, because it's pretty funny, so it probably wasn't. Um, so he's like the first person to come to mind. You also might think of Deep Throat, even though that right. wasn't involving a blowjob. It's a very uh, popular blowjob technique <laughs> in a movie. Um, but for me, the unsung hero of presidential blowjobs has to be Nancy Reagan, who in her acting days when she was Nancy Davis was known as the blowjob queen of Hollywood. What a title. I know. Actually, when she died, I tweeted that and got a lot of conservative uh, backlash. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a compliment. That's actually a compliment. That's her greatest achievement. Yeah, because other than that, she was fucking stupid. Right. I mean, I would think I'd rather be known for giving good head than for um, completely ignoring my friends dying of AIDS. (laughs) Right. Or even the stupid... The Just Say No Just Say No campaign. Well, uh, Nancy did not just say no when it came to sucking down some of Hollywood's biggest loads. <laughs> she said yes. Did I write that intro? Of course I did. I came up with this. I stuff. was going to say, I'm like, this yeah, is good. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I, I wrote this in the coffee place before coming over. I got into it. So Nancy Reagan was known for giving the best blowjob, and another blast from our past, who was also sort of in the running for this title, was Carol Landis. So basically, the first. Big 
sort of announcement or revelation that this was the case was in a Kitty Kelly biography of Nancy Reagan, which is, by the way, fucking amazing and one of my favorite um, books ever. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the biography, <clears throat> Kitty said that Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex, um, and she was known to give the best blowjob in town. So it wasn't just a quantity thing. She it actually was, the was best very quality. good at it. Yes. Right. Not only in the evening, but in offices as well. And that was one of the reasons she was popular on the MGM lot. Uh, Kitty Kelly added, it must have made her very popular with Ronnie as well. Gross. (laughs) Gross. We really don't need this. I I found this amazing message board, and I I can't remember exactly what the message board is, but they were talking about this rumor, and they had some amazing asides. One person wrote, um, yes, I remember this movie. Uh, I'm sorry, I remember this rumor. She always had an oral fixation and problems with her weight. She's she had to starve herself to be thin enough when she was in film, so she would eat anything. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Plus, you have you ever seen her in a film? She's not that photogenic and brings nothing to the screen. If she wanted to be in film, she had to bring something to the table. She wasn't a tall, curvy blonde who fulfilled a fuck fantasy. Thus, the blowjobs under the desk were. Were the things that she had that they were looking for? Someone I'm sorry, this on a message board? on a message board, and I feel like it must be a gay message board because I have more, and they are fucking hilarious. Awesome. Okay, there was uh, a Liz Taylor biography written by Darwin Porter that also touches on um, her blowjob prowess. Uh, and it said that she used to blow an MGM executive each morning. That MGM executive is named Benny Thau. Uh, and, and this, um, each this, morning, <laughs> each morning like with his coffee, I, I don't know. And this guy is not attractive. He's like a short, chubby, bald it, back when 50 was like a hundred. Right. <laughs> Do you know right, what I mean? Right. Not like hot 50. Like now, uh, I love the person on this message board said he was the recipient of Nancy's slobbery BJ. <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to ask. I was like, what was exactly her technique? I don't know. Uh, slobbery, I guess, which is good. You got to get it wet and <laughs> slicked up, right? A lot of guys like a slobbery BJ. Right. Or spit or get the pre-cum going. <laughs> you, you don't want a dry BJ. I don't think no. anybody wants well, a dry Well, how could one. you? I mean, unless you smoke a lot of weed first. Um, hey, it's happened. <laughs> but then I don't insist on sucking a dick. No, you don't I'm want like, a dick I have in cotton mouth. mouth. I want a corn dog in my yeah, mouth. Give me a Diet Coke, bitch. <laughs> He apparently also had what this uh, poster described as the busiest casting couch in Hollywood. Uh, now, Nancy kind of denies even knowing him or dating him, but he sort of shared photos of them as if they were actually like a couple dating, uh, like a, like a, you know, dating, not like a long-term couple or anything like that. I think Nancy even described, I liked him as a friend. Dory Sherry, who was like a big executive back in those days, said that, Fowl would go on to say, stars like Elizabeth Taylor, she could complete, she could, couldn't compete with that. She was attractive, not beautiful, but she had other charms. You can say I helped her. So that was sort of like, what wow. was Nancy's charms? Right. Giving me hat every morning in the fucking office. <laughs> that is pretty charming, I have to it say. Is, it's um, cute. There was a Vanity Fair article that quotes Thal's receptionist um, as saying that Nancy would visit Thal every morning, uh, every Saturday morning for a quick tryst. And according to this poster, a quick tryst back in those days was code for BJ. I had no idea. I mean, you could fuck someone pretty fast if you're not trying to come. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying. So I've heard. So I've heard too. Um, 
So according to Nancy, obviously she denied the quick tryst and, and her brother said in an interview at some time, I think Nancy would only go to bed with someone she was really lo- in love with. Uh, and this, this uh, poster put, hunty, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree because yeah. you're not going to bed with someone if you're fucking them in an office or under the desk. No. Right? Okay. And we're not slut shaming. Uh, no, because calling someone a slut is the highest compliment I can give them. I agree. So I don't know. No real sluts Look, can never be shamed. Come in my on. opinion, Nancy's in, clearly proven to be someone who's in denial all across the this board. This is the best thing about her. This is the okay? only good, really good thing I've heard about her. So uh, she was famously caught pleasuring Gardner McKay, who I don't know, but this person would caught pleasuring Gardner McKay's penis, which His is penis. like the least hot sentence ever. Uh, in the coat room at a Hollywood party in the early 60s, which I feel like, was she married by that point? There are some rumors that she did cheat on Ronnie, so there's one more I'll get to at the end. And that when Hollywood bigwigs were trying to impress someone in the early 50s, they'd set them up with Nancy uh, Davis, knowing that she'd take good care of them. Wow. (laughs) I love this poster also said, I I don't know who Gardner McKay is, which is weird because I know a lot of crazy Hollywood like celebrities who weren't that big. And he... He said, um, she had excellent taste. I bet McKay tasted great. Wait. (laughs) This is a poster saying about McKay. Yeah. I bet he tasted great. It's like, I need to see this guy now. Yeah. Um, She was also rumored to have had, have been great in three ways. (laughs) And and supposedly had one with Peter Lawford and Robert Walker at some point. Oh, so she had a two guy three way. Right. She's right. just grabbing both She's DP'd. Dicks. She She's, wants to be double penetrated. She does. So I imagine she does the DP where she sucks a dick while she gets fucked behind. Not like right. a two-hole thing. No. Which she, I feel like should be what comes up when you put in DP in a porn search. I will die on this hill. Like, I don't want to see mouth? a blowjob DP and getting fucked. I want the two holes to be filled with dick. That's your That's my preference for, for DP. DP. That's like, what I, I think of when I, I don't think want, of DP. I feel like there should be a sp- subcategory. It's called spit roasting. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. That's what it is. This is a quote that speaks to my heart. Okay. Uh, One book had this quote, which said, I wish I had a dollar, wish I had a (laughs) dollar, wish I had a dollar for every Jew she was under in Hollywood. I wish I had a dollar for every Jew I was under, too. In Hollywood. And just in general. Right. (laughs) Maureen Stapleton was roommates with Nancy during a lot of this period. The whole room smelled like cum. Right. And uh, she said in an interview during the 1970s, oh, yes, she kept a banana at her bedside table to keep in practice. What? I mean, what the hell? Everyone's throwing her under the bus here. Right. So uh, in this thread, also, this amazing joke came up. So I'm going to tell you guys this joke. Uh, This thread got me thinking of a joke in the 80s. What do a tampon and Nancy Reagan have in common? They're both stuck-up cunts. (laughs) That is a fantastic joke. (laughs) That is like such a truly tasteless joke. Oh, it's so tasteless. It's so 80s. So I mentioned before there was a rumor about Nancy having affairs, specifically with uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, wow. So that was primarily, I think, from the Kitty Kelly book, but it... It may have even been in Kitty Kelly's biography of Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Uh, um, But supposedly during one of Ronald Reagan's big political speeches in like the late 60s, uh, she was supposedly boning 
uh, Sinatra at the hotel where the speech was happening. Um, According to Kitty Kelly, Nancy and Sinatra began having an affair when her husband was governor of California and it continued for years. As first lady, uh, Nancy entertained Sinatra at the White House and he entered in the back. I don't know if that's an anal sex joke (laughs) or what. It's not cheating if it's in the butt. As my Nana said. (laughs) Um, So, and he would be there for a three or four hour private lunch uh, in the family quarters, which is another great way to say you're pussy. My family quarters (laughs) come over for lunch. (laughs) Um, And according to Kelly, when Nancy was with him, she was not to be disturbed for anything. And that included a call from the president himself. Well, of course. She was busy. Right. Okay. So during my research <laughs> into this, which I'm very proud of because I did a deep fucking dive. Weren't you making bread? While you I were- was. I was up to like 1.30 last night reading things on this fucking message board. So this is another interesting thing about Ronald Reagan, which I feel like is kind of appropriate to what's going on right now. Uh so there was a woman named Selena Walters who was a starlet, and he met her uh, in a Hollywood nightclub. And according to her, Ronald Reagan tried to pick her up at the Hollywood um, nightclub. He was at the time president of the Screen Actors Guild, so he had a lot of power and could uh, boost her career, so to speak. Um, and then she gave him her address, and then he stopped by at 3 a.m. According to her, he pushed his way inside and said he just had to see me. He forced me on the couch and said, let's just get to know each other. It was the most pitched battle I've ever had, and suddenly in a matter of seconds, I lost. They call it date rape today. Um, According to Kelly, this was accurate. Like Selena confirms that this happened, because I think Kelly maybe told the story, and then Selena confirmed it. And then she went on to say, I opened the door. There was a battle of the couch. I was fighting him. I didn't want him to make love to me. He's a very big man. And he just had his way. Date rape? No, God, no. That's Kelly's phrase. I didn't have a chance to have a date with him. Walter said she uh, bared him no ill will. And she even voted for him. I didn't think he meant me uh, harm. So Kelly described it as date rape. And then Selena goes on to describe date rape, but doesn't call it date rape, basically. Right. That's a fucked up story. But that, that is, is exactly really... like what we're fucking talking about here. Someone in a position of power. Right. Yeah. So that's the end of the deep dive into Nancy Reagan, the blowjob queen of Hollywood. I feel like uh, Rachel and I agree that this rumor is true. Um, one last little tidbit of my deep dive research. Uh First of all, there was a lot of obituaries of Nancy Reagan where that was the headline. Blowjob Queen of Hollywood dies at whatever, there 92. Was? Yeah, it was all very bitchy, kind of wonkette, gawker type places right. or some gay publications, right? Um, which I wholeheartedly endorse. <clears throat> and one of the um, obituaries I read, it was on Wonkette, which is a political blog that's sort of gawker-esque, yeah. um, snarky, um, and that obituary it ended with this which i'm going to end my little thing with also let us never forget nancy inspired the all-time greatest wonkat comment of the day from the now apparently vanished wonkat operative mrs big time and the comment was about nancy reagan was mrs gobblecock sucked down my balls i'm sorry (laughs) mrs gobblecock sucked down my balls (laughs) I'm sorry. I told my friend this this morning and I said, this is the name of my Victorian era erotic novel. It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. I mean, you could do a lot worse than being named 
the blowjob queen of Hollywood. I think when she died, I did request that I'd sort of take over the throne, even though I don't really, I'm not, I probably You're haven't not sucked like, as many dicks as her. Yeah. Do you think there's a pussy eating king of Hollywood? Um, I think there's a lot of guys who think they are. I know there's a lot of guys who think they are, but I'm saying, have we declared one? Like a celebrity? A celebrity who we just know is the pussy eating king. I bet you it's like someone like Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah. You're (laughs) right. Like someone who's really working class roots. (laughs) He's not like the best looking, but there's something attractive about him and he really wants to make women come. I think we should declare it right now. Steve Buscemi, pussy eating king of Hollywood. Right. Ching, 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 dunk, dunk. I'll put yeah. the law and order sound in there. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this uh, yeah. bonus episode because I sure liked researching <laughs> it. <laughs> mm, I love it. Tastes good. Mm-hmm. Gobblecox. <laughs> so from now on, please call me Mrs. Gobblecox. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> okay. okay bye. bye.